All right, so we're here on another. Mm, ready, ready to say the other one, the other, the other one. But so another Washington Football Cast podcast, uh, episode eight, the uh, Rex Grossman edition, or uh, the Kirk Cousins edition of uh, Washington Football Guys. What's going on, Rob? You know, it's, it's a good day. I watched, uh, I watched the game again today. For mm-hmm. research purposes, um, I don't know if I feel any better or worse about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we will definitely get into it tonight. Uh, obviously, uh, the preseason opener. I'm on. I've been waiting for two years at this point, as far as having a preseason game. Um, obviously, our beloved Washington football team did lose to the New England Patriots uh, by the final score of thirteen to twenty-two. And I mean, hey, I mean, like you said, it's, it's, it was an interesting game. So, Rob, before we, you know, let's talk about uh, episode eight with your thoughts on our loss of the Patriots. What you got? Um, it it's preseason, week one. You know, second year in Scott Turner's offense. First year for Ryan Fitzpatrick. First year for Curtis Samuel. First year for Adam Humphreys. I uh, got a not a, a lot of new faces on defense as well, which our defense played played well at at certain points. I wasn't, I wasn't overly disappointed, just in the sense of it, it is preseason, so obviously it's not, it's not going towards any any official records, um, but definitely a lot of lot of room for improvement, though. Yeah, big time. And like you said, I just think it's just a situation where it's this was the kind of the it's it, you know just put your foot in the water, let's put like a few toes in the water, just see what you got at this point. The schemes are gonna be vanilla. I, you know, I didn't really take much of it. I think I was just so excited for just to have some game and have some footage, and, and you know, and, and for us, we can, you know, a great opportunity for us to kind of, you know, kind of dissect what we see on the field. I mean, the, the best thing out of all this, no injuries. Uh, we came out of this uh, unscathed. So you look at those type of situations, and especially now with a shortened preseason. You really just got to worry about um, Cincinnati next week, and uh, I guess we guess we deem it as a dress rehearsal potential because yeah. you know because I don't know how you know game three would be with our uh, Beltway brothers, the uh, Ravens. So we don't you know know as far as who's going to play in that game. But you just look at it from the standpoint you injury free. Um, I was really impressed by the offensive line. Um, they did a pretty good job, I think, as far as protecting um, Fitzpatrick, especially in the, you know, the first couple of drives. Um, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm not like I'm not like every, like as people, you know, we we're in these Facebook groups, watch the football Facebook groups and they're just ready to just, you know, throw the baby, you know, out with the bathwater. Like and I'm like, yeah. dude, it's just it's, it's 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 week one of the preseason. They're working out the kinks. Even what I see in even this condensed spot, you have to be at least encouraged. Like I mean, it's it, you don't you don't jump off the ship this quick. And even when they were in the, and you know, even though you probably wanted to see more from the offense, but like you said, this is the Ryan Fitzpatrick's first kind of first time being in this offense. This is it's like learning a foreign language in essence. So. You know, give him kudos for what he did because I think he did. I think he did solid. He was five for eight for fifty-eight yards. Um, had some good passes. And I, and actually, I, I retweeted one of the things that uh, Baldy Brian Baldinger uh, posted, and he was um, really talking about like far as Fitzpatrick's um, footwork and how you how it's crazy because he had um, on the, you know he had Terry. On one side, he had Logan on the other side, but then he, he then he ended up hitting um, Adam Humphreys, and I think that was like a third and third and long, which I think they converted. I think it was like a six yard play, but that lets you know, like, okay, well, that's good. That's you know, we've had other quarterbacks who you know, as far as you know, don't you know, look at them checkdowns, and he obviously you know, you know, he had various options on that one, so he yeah. didn't, you know, he you know, he he did he went through the progression. And the line protected very well. Like I, I like to have Baldy pretty much kind of, you know, analyze that play. And I was like, that lets me know, like, you know, if he's, you know, an offensive lineman, as we all know from our, you know, our our, our heated rival, which is a forbidden word in these parts. 
But to see what he's doing, I like okay, you know, and he analyzing that like I tr- I trust his his um his expertise on that. So I'm encouraged, and you know, so I mean, yeah, yeah. Fitz, I thought Fitz played very very well, all things considered. Again, you know, first his first year in in this offense, like you said, it's like learning a new language. Um, you talk to any quarterback, especially in the NFL, even the best ones, Tom Brady, he always he's talked about it having to learn a new system it's tough uh so for him to come in and he he's shown that he's fairly you know he's at least competent enough to grasp the offense uh i think it was his very first throw was actually a really nice one to uh to terry mclaren that yeah. got it right over the right over the the defender um terry mclaren was basically in between two people i think he was in between uh a safety and and his corner and fits through it right over the the safety that was underneath him and, and got it in a tight window, which I really liked. Uh, very, very promising. Yeah. Yeah, and I definitely, yeah, it was it's it's encouraging. I, I mean, like you said, I mean, which this is a small sample size. I'm gonna take it, I'm gonna enjoy it. And I I was gonna it's on Cincinnati at this point for me. So I mean, yeah. you know, and you know, and you're right. Um, so what was your biggest takeaways? My biggest takeaway is uh, Chase Young is in midseason form. Ooh. We don't have to worry about Chase Young. He looked he looked good. He looked good on that on that hit on Cam Newton. Yeah. The I, I think at the time it looked like a fumble ended up being an incomplete pass. Yeah. Uh, just the way he was he, the way he was able to manhandle uh, that that left tackle to get just enough to to be able to get around and get Cam Newton. He looked really good on that play. Um, I'm surprised they had him in as long as he did. As long as they did, I wasn't. I wouldn't have kept him in for two drives, especially after that hit on Cam. I wouldn't have kept him in for that second drive. Um, but then again, that's why I'm here, you know, talking about the game and not on the sideline coaching it with with Ron. But another thing is, is Fitz Fitz does need you know a couple more. He needs a dress rehearsal to yeah. kind of get you know better acclimated to. To the speed of, um, not the speed of the game. I'm sorry, the, just the the flow of the offense and trying to get a little bit more comfortable in it. I think if this was three, four years ago, mm-hmm. and we had maybe a, a joint practice that a lot of teams have, a lot of teams are having now. I think it would help a little bit, but I think give fits probably. I'd say two, if not maybe two and a half quarters of play this next game against Cincinnati. And then probably sit him for for the third game against Baltimore. Yeah, I think so too. Because right, because you you're at a point where if you survive next next um, Friday, you, you get ready for September 12th. Because at this point, you don't want to risk it, and you know, in this in this predicament, especially. Um, so yeah, like you said, I definitely um, yeah, you you definitely will t- see a lot more next week, um, obviously. But for the most part. You know, I'm satisfied, but like a lot of it, like you said, um, Chase Young is in mid form, mid season form. He he's once again, and I, and I like how he once again. I'm always, I'm always looking. I love how engaged he was in that game. Like, oh yeah, even you know, and it's and even like you know, like even you know, the carryover from last year where he's you know the biggest cheerleader for the defense and for the offense. So he's always just there and encouraging, and then. Um, I didn't even know him and Jared Patterson was, you know, as far as their childhood friends. And, you know, he was definitely, um, you know, definitely um, very supportive of him in that game. So you look at that situation and, I mean, then um, I actually, you know what? You know what? Tell me, I think he played pretty well. I think he played pretty good. I think for, for for that time he was in. So, so I noticed some. Uh, I had it written down when I was. Yeah. I noticed it last last night, but I mm-hmm. when I watched it again, obviously I I had to write it down. He overthrew Brown. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah, which that was way. shocking to me, not because I, yeah. obviously Brown's not. He's no Tyree Kill, but yeah. just the fact that Taylor Heineke was able to get that much. Like even coming into training camp, there were reports that he had gained 15 pounds of muscle. Like and and he showed it. He launched that ball. He overthrew Brown, which, which I I think is a good thing in the end. It shows that his 
His arm strength has, has improved from what, you know, from what we saw in the one game last year, given it was just one game. Um, but yeah, I, I thought he played very well. Uh, we'll get into our, our, on what we thought about other players in a minute, but yeah, I thought he played very well. Yeah, I think, I, yeah, I definitely liked uh, what he did. And then obviously, um, cause he's, you know, as far as he, he put some points on, he helped us put points on the board uh, in and a half. That that was a nice play, him, um, that connection from him to um, Jared Patterson. Um, yeah. So that was a nice connection. And like you said, I mean, hey, I mean, you know, QB2 is. I, I will yeah. say this. Yeah. Watching the game, it did seem like he, he tried to force force things a, a few times when maybe things weren't there. Yeah. Uh, luckily, didn't end up in anything, you know, tragic. Nothing yeah. too bad. But but I would say overall, he played well. Just him. Um, I, I think he feels that Kyle Allen is is undeservedly still right on his heels. Yeah. 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 Like you said, and I think that's what it ultimately boils down to where who's going to be um, that QB slide. Like you said, he, you know, he, at this point is gaining ground on that. And um, <clears throat> yeah. And like, it's, and I talked about earlier too. Um, and then I, I also like what um, Montez did. I think he did, he did pretty good. I think in my personal opinion, um, you know, and, and the, you know, in the stretch when he came in the second half. So I definitely like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm liking how this offense will be going forward. And the small sample size that I did see last night, I'm encouraged. I'm really encouraged. I, I wasn't, a, I liked how well Montez Sweat moved yeah. around from, yeah. from being you know a bigger quarterback, but yeah. I, don't know, I wasn't overly impressed with him. He, he had a lot of, he had a, quite a few bad throws. The one that, Led to the the interception, which yeah, I think it was which, a tip pass, but I wasn't overly impressed with him. It kind of mm-hmm. made me worry because I I felt like that that's kind of opening the door to Kyle Allen being QB three, which I don't <laughs> want. Yes, we know, we understand. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, right? And yeah, and then also, um, I'm just just put it out there. You know, even though, like we said, this is the preseason, the run defense kind of gives me a little, you know, I'm a little kind of like leery about it. But that's for now. What I, you know, even in the first half, the run defense was a little shaky. But yeah, but it is it is game one of game what twenty one. How many of game one of of many? Uh, so. Yeah, and and you know, and you know, I don't think necessarily you're gonna fix that overnight. And that's right. one of the things where, you know, with this with the time that we got here in the preseason, and then obviously with practice, and then as a as the season progressed, because at this point the run defense can suffer now, but I rather have I rather them not have that same issue come November, December, January, and February. Right. So <laughs> it it worries me a little bit, but. The, yeah. the linebacking core, we're still obviously that was yeah. that was our Achilles heel last year. Yeah. Um and they're they're still I think they're still experimenting with with the group because I had I know I noticed at one point they had Bostic in the middle, I think in the very beginning. Yeah. They had Bostic playing middle linebacker, they had Jamin Davis on the right side and Cole Holcomb on the left side. Um and then at one point during I believe it was the third drive, they switched them, had Jamin Davis in the middle, uh uh playing middle linebacker. So I, I'm not overly concerned because I I think that's where most of it stems from, because because those linebackers are responsible for for closing the gaps and so they're just uh, uh, Ron Rivera and uh, Jack Del Rio they're they're gonna go in they're gonna tweak things around they're gonna they're gonna figure out what works for that linebacking core and, and it's definitely gonna be a better linebacking core than what we had last season. Yeah, absolutely, and I think it will. Like you said, it's and it's gonna progress. So before we go to our players that stood out um, bad and good, we definitely got to pay some bills. Definitely a huge shout-out to um, this week. We're brought to you by the good folks at MyBookie. So head over to MyBookie.ag. Use our promo code off the ball, where they match your deposit up to 1000 bucks. And, yeah, man. So let's get started, man. So players that stood out, I'm going to go – Bad first. Okay. Who stood out for you? Bad. <laughs> Who stood out? So we talked about him a little bit on the NFC preview show we did with Mo. Oh, is uh, yeah. Dustin Hopkins? Man, 
my boy got to go. They, they, first of all, can we even said it on that show? You know, next yeah. year we might need to make number three open for a certain uh, uh, chef out here in the in the Pacific Northwest area. Might have to have him cooking back home. Um, but no, it's just just the first the first two kicks were just. There's no reason for it. Like he's been giving us problems for years. And I, interestingly enough, I saw a tweet this morning. It really made me think how much Dustin Hopkins, Dustin Hopkins, is responsible for where we're at right now in our franchise. Because you think about it, and this was said in the tweet, and I wish I, I should have screenshotted it so I can give the person credit, but somebody said if Dustin Hopkins makes that field goal in, in London against the Bengals, oh. Kirk Cousins is probably still our quarterback right now. Which take that how you want, whether that's good or bad, that's you know, yeah. that's a personal preference. But you gotta think he's probably because that was the deciding game. Cause if if we would have won that game in London. That last game in against the Giants wouldn't have matter. We would have already clinched a spot, so that wouldn't have matter because of Hopkins. We've gone through Kurt Cousins, Dwayne Haskins, Case Keenum, Kyle Allen, Alex, all these quarterbacks we've had to go through, and for him to play the way he did yesterday, he's responsible. He is, he's he's a huge, uh, he's a huge reason for why we're at in the in the position we're at right now. You know what? That is, I mean, that is. That is an interesting, interesting factoid, my friend. Like, that is wild. Like, you're right. Like, that, right. Because you think about it, the Cincinnati game was a tie. Doesn't Hopkins ruin that situation? And then he, oh my God, I remember. That's why I said we should never, ever go to London, ever. Like, if Roger, like, I'm to a point where I almost, I'm, I almost out of trying to have a petition that's going to force us not to go to England. But like you said, and and I think I guess I, I, so. I guess we're gonna birth the come, come home Russ hashtag. We try let's to do we it. Try to start, let's start a trend. Let's All right, start that today. Yeah, we start that trend, yo. Come home Russ. Hey, we doing that You're right? So <laughs> we start the trend. We gonna you know we had that um we gonna have that had that had that hashtag brewing. So you know that's cool. This gonna be a part of the lexicon here at Washington Football Guys podcast. Let's do it. Uh, the tons of other other hashtags we'll be having um, during the season as the season progresses. But yeah, um, yeah, Matt Austin, like you said, Dustin Hopkins, and then that's another thing too. When you sit down and think about them two missed field goals, and then in theory, because they did take the two point conversion back from us, the um, and um, in the fourth quarter, and you think about it, if you would connect on them two field goals. Um, you know, that would have, I'm just saying we had 15, the, you know, 21, 22. I, I mean, it really did change the complexity of the game. Yeah. I mean, especially um, in the first half, because when we, we talk about how stagnant now, you know, other people have said this offense was stagnant in the first drafts, but they were, you know, they were in field goal range. And, you know, so that's where you look at it from the standpoint of, Hey, the offense could have put points on the board, you know, but, you know, you know that was you know Dustin Hopkins, um, you know missed those field goals, but it's it's weird now when you're looking at far as from the, the you know the two games. You know obviously we got games tonight, but you look at the Pittsburgh Dallas game. There, I mean everybody was missing field goals on both on both ends. And then you look at like the situation here with Dustin Hopkins, where it's just like it's just, it's crazy. And like you said, and I'm I'm really shocked that you know like you said I think it you know. Cincinnati is going to be a big for him. He's going to have to do some stuff against Cincinnati because, and kickers, and and it's so crazy. This is the you know they're, they're the most expendable position. They're the yeah. most expendable. My bad, expendable. Where hey, he has a bad, and we you know we go through kickers. So you know if you have one little you know bad, <laughs> some bad field goal misses and you know opportunities because those are opportunities. Like you look at if this is a regular season game. I mean, that's you know he wouldn't even been he wouldn't even right. have been on the flight back home. Right, they would probably got him a bus. Yep. <laughs> Why would send him home or what he would have did? They would did some like Lane Kiffin stuff. Like, look, <laughs> leave you at the airport. <laughs> you know what? I don't know why you had to bring that up. No, I'm not bad, dude. I'm not bad, Rob. I know my bad, Rob. It, it's still I, funny. I was trying to find the other way. Yeah, because I, I was going to do Jim Zorn, but I think Jim Zorn, at least they let him fly back. 
yeah. from San Diego and let him say it. Once he got off the bus, bro, you go. <laughs> but I think like yeah, I think the Lane Kim one was I think might might by far is like one of the worst ones as far as getting fired, you know, or getting fired on the phone. I've I've heard you know several coaches have been fired on the phone, but but at least they're at home. Versus yeah, <laughs> so I think that one was definitely cold bloody. But um, also, Lane Kiffin know. had it coming. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that's it's kind of one of the things where it's like. It, it happened for a reason, and it won't like you know, as far as it's not like a being in the position that he was, it's, the right was on the wall, so right. yeah. <laughs> but Dustin, you know, I'm not, I'll root for Dustin, even though he's a, he's a Florida State guy. I must I always root for him, you know. He, I, I like Dustin, I think Dustin is a I think he's all right. I mean, he's a good, he's a good guy, but he, like you said. He's good when he's good. good when he's right. making kicks, that dude is almost automatic. But then he has those, the mm-hmm. he has those droughts where he'll he'll maybe hit maybe fifty percent, sixty percent. Which right, I mean, <laughs> this isn't we don't have a, a Kansas City Chiefs type offense. This isn't Patrick Mahomes at the helm. This is you know we're, we're still getting our feet under us as as an offense. Exactly. We can't afford to get points. Right. We have a chance to get points. We need to take those. Yeah, and like you said, we you know you have to take advantage of those opportunities, and you look at those type of things where you like those are momentum builders because even though we you know we talked we talked about it earlier, but that's another thing. Well, okay, with the offense, you think it's okay. Well, we 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 move the ball, we get three points here. So now you get that kind of sense of all right, let's just let's just get ourselves. This is this is momentum. It helps going forward momentum. So yeah. That's my thing where, you know, you can definitely kill the confidence of the offense and special teams by, you know, doing stuff, doing stuff of that nature. So good. Any um, players so that you. Um, yeah, your boy uh, Deami Brown looked really yes. good yesterday. I liked I liked his route running ability where he was able to break off his routes and get open. He played very well. Um, and our boy Jared Patterson. Oh yes. Do played do played lights out, which um of course I, I can't remember how many yards he finished with, but I think it was north of a hundred yards. I think it was like yeah. one one twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. He only had seventy. Cause remember he had he had forty rush, I think he had forty rushing yards, and then was it forty and then thirty reception? Thirty I mean thirty no, receiving. I thought he had more than that. I think he had seventy total, I think. Huh. It might have been New England's runner, but either way, I yeah, still you know, I was I was still very impressed with Jared Patterson, which makes me think. And and I was I meant to say this earlier when when we were talking about thoughts on the game. Mm-hmm. Washington might have the best running back room in the in the division. As far as you look at our depth yeah. with Antonio Gibson, um, uh, J.D. McKissick, and now Jared Patterson, yeah. and don't forget about Lamar Miller. He, yeah, he had a, a touchdown catch yeah. in this game last yeah. night too. So we we might end up having the best running back room in the division very, very soon. From a depth standpoint, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah, he was the one that stood out for me too, because I think, like you said, and it's his runs are just like it, it's it's effortless. And it's like he's and even like um, you know, Ron Vero, Coach Vero saying, Hey, he's almost kind of reminds me of uh, um Darren Sproles. So that's high praise, you know, for especially a guy, and, you know, like we talk we all talk about Ron. He's not the one that always gonna give you those type of you know you know comparisons and stuff like even like he talked about the money. Um, the, um, they say he he could be the next Terry McLaurin as far as his work ethic and just yeah. how in and how he is. So he's definitely impressed with him. So you look at that. Um, I, yeah, Jerry Patterson. I, like I I definitely hope that he'll um, get a spot on his team. Um, you know, like you said, and I and I just like his runs, and it was it was just very nice, solid runs, and then even that catch, um, you know, just shy of the of the goal line, and at um at the end, it, it pretty yeah. much at the end of the half. Yep. So that's another thing too. When you look at that's another one where, you know, that's when we put points on the board right before halftime, and you know that we tied we were tied up at halftime. So you just those type of things you look at and you're like, okay, well, we can build off of that. And that's another thing too, where even with him, even if he could potentially be the third running back on his on his rotation, uh potentially. So you're looking at it from like the depth standpoint, I think, and you know, you now he's 
like the prototypical running back in this league where you want to have a guy that's a dual threat that can run like he does effectively and then also catch out the backfield. And like you said, that was another one. And that's an effort play because you think about it. Because remember, he was he was just downfield kind of just like chilling and then he kind of mm-hmm. came back in and, got, and, and caught that. So that's another thing too where to have that type of wherewithal, you want that type of guy on your team that, that, can, that can, you know, when you, when you think – it's not coming your way, but he was still, you know, opportunistic on that play. You know, yeah. the, the, the way it looked, it looked like the play was going to be broken down anyway. And it was just one of the things where uh, Taylor just slung it. And, you know, he was right there, right there on time for it. Yeah, it looked like it looked like Taylor was throwing it away. Yep, yep, yep. That's what it looked like at that point. But, you know, that's one thing, too. You look at those type of situations. And that's one thing, too, when you look at these preseason games, I don't necessarily look at, you know, especially in week one, we talk about who gives a damn about the score, but we look at the effort. We look at who came to play in these type of, in, in these circumstances. And you look at, like, what, what Jerry Patterson did. And then he's another guy undrafted out of Buffalo. Um, we talked about it early. Um, him and Chase Young are, like, childhood friends. Yeah. So, you know, that's one of the things where you look at you, he's one of the guys I'm I'm definitely rooting for. Um, you know, to make 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 the 53 man roster. And if not, put that man at least put that man on um on a on a on a not IR. What's what's, what's uh, the practice squad? The practice squad, yeah, practice squad, yeah. So at least he, he needs to have a spot on this team regardless of uh what's going on. But um yeah. I, I think he'll make up. I think he'll end up making the fifty-three because again, you have. I think Lamar Miller spent time on the practice squad last year. He, yeah. I don't think he was active for any of the games. So if you're looking at, at RB one, two, and three, those, you know, Gibson, McKissick, and and Patterson are probably the the three shoe ins. Or you can probably assume that they're going to be they're going to take those spots. I think Patterson has the potential to to. Battle McKissick for for that RB two spot though. Yeah, I think so too. He has a shot. He definitely has a shot with it. But I, I'm telling you, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting race though. That's another thing too when we look at as far as who's gonna be um, in that you know as far as depth chart right, right, wise as far as the running backs are concerned. And like you said, um, yeah, I think from a from a you know from a depth standpoint. This this even you know, like I say it could be one of the best running back rooms in the NFC East. Um, because like you said, uh, you know, we look at the other teams, they have like, like essentially they their home run hidden running backs, you know. But I think we have like the solid ones, almost like we look at like almost like thunder and lightning. Like, you know, they, you know, we got, you know, once I think we got the thunder, we got the type of backs that are that are solid. Um, they'll boot the ball down the field, move the chains, just in a in a in a meticulous in a in a meticulous fashion. And I think they can get the job done versus the lighting aspect. When we look at other guys, we look at like Zeke, Saquon, and what have you. But I think, like you said, I think from a from a depth start standpoint, and 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 I think even if you put them all in the rotation, as far as you, you know, as a exact mix, they get the job done. Yeah, yeah, because that's what that's what, and that's the thing too. Where and I, people you know fail to realize. I think that's where our brand butter. I think is going to be. I think as far as on the offensive end, where we are able to kind of because really the the simple thing with Washington, you just got to convert on third downs. I think that's the biggest key. I've always been saying this probably for the last like 10 years. If this team can convert on third, third and longs, third and shorts, and keep that and keep the um keep keep the offense on the field and tire out the opposing defense, I was like, that's I think that's one of the success because we already know how the defense is. Yeah. So yeah, but yep. But yeah, man, definitely, definitely. So raw. So we're on to Cincinnati. What are you looking forward to for next week? <laughs> uh so so Cincinnati weeks are always interesting for me because my wife yeah. is is she grew up in Ohio, so she's a huge Bengals fan. And in turn, I've become, you know, a de facto Bengals fan. I even have a Bengals hat, I have a Bengals shirt. So like I do support the team. Um, but I'm I'm just looking forward to, you know. 
tell my wife, don't speak to me for the week. It's Cincinnati week. It's just like Dallas week. You know, no different. Um, I'm coming for your head. But <laughs> mainly I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Fitz get extended playing time. Yeah. Uh, with it only being with it only being a, a three game preseason now, now with the rule change, this will most likely be the game where the starters play play a majority of it, and then the third game is probably going to be more for Steven Montez and uh, uh, Trash Can Kyle Allen to get <laughs> most of the playing time. So I really want to see what he can do with with. Hopefully, I, I'm really hoping fits the starters get uh, an entire half. I really hope they get the first half of this Bengals game so I can really see what Fitz and, and Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel can do. Um, and then I don't really want don't really want Chase Young playing next week because again, we, we saw he's he's in midseason form. He's ready to go. Right. So I'd I'd rather him not play, but knowing Chase Young, he's probably going to play for for at least the, the entirety of the first quarter. But I really I'm really excited to see what this offense can get going when they get some momentum going. Yeah, yeah. Never huge shout out to our guy, uh, DL Smokes. Great question. Uh, do you really think Fitz can be Fitz, Fitz Magic all season? So, no, no, he, he he won't be. But here's the thing, and, and I said it the other night too we don't need Ryan Fitzpatrick to be Fitz Magic. We need him to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. We need him to be smart. We need him to use that Harvard brain he has to be smart with the ball. Don't force it. We don't need you to throw 500 yards a game. If if you do once or twice this season and it ends up in a dub, cool. That's great. Um, but no, I don't expect fit, I don't expect that he can really be Fitz Magic the entirety of the season because he he hasn't through especially he he really got that moniker that one year his first year in in Tampa, you know that that Fitz Magic moniker, and even then it kind of fizzled out. You know, after about week five or six of the season, um, that was the year that that he put up 500 yards against us, and we still ended up winning the ball game. So, no, I don't think he can. I don't think he will. But again, we don't need him to be. We have the team around him, and we have the defense that all we need him to do is just be smart with it. That's it. Yeah, and like you said, I, I think he will. Uh, you know, as far as Fitzpatrick, and I don't necessarily think. This is what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna put it this way. I don't necessarily say like Fitz Magic as far as he's gonna put up like monstrous numbers, but I think he's gonna be solid. Like I think you're gonna expect some situations where he's gonna turn the ball over from time to time, and like you said, it's gonna be errant throws. I think it's gonna end up happening, but I don't think I'm gonna put it this way. I think he's gonna be mal. He's gonna be mildly consistent. Like as they, to me, I like. Because we really got to really, and that's one thing we talk, we hop on this often on the show. Because honestly, like I talked about even last week, where he played well last year. And he, the only reason why he was benched is because of Tua, because they want to see the potential in Tua. So to me, I think it's going to continue on where I just, I, I, I'm going to put it this way. I don't think he's going to be the guy like 2018 Tampa Bay where, like you talked about it, where, you know, on a Monday night game against Pittsburgh, he throw for 500 yards but had like five interceptions. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's just going to be a solid game manager week in and week out. You're going, you're going to have a situation where I think he could one, – one week he might throw for 180 yards passing and maybe have like one or two touchdowns. It just depends on the on the flow of the game, but I think I think he's gonna be good. He's gonna be solid. He's gonna he's gonna manage this team effectively. And I think, like you said, we talked about this is probably his best team he's played, especially from a weapon standpoint. Well, more well, matters. Well, Tampa Bay is a little bit different because you know they had Deshaun Jackson, um, uh, Mike Evans. They had you know they had some solid guys yeah. there, but in the same token. Um, they can just about rival those, you know, those, um, you know, that wide receiver core. But I, I like what he's going to do. But I think, I'm going to put it this way. I think, I don't think he's going to be fit magic. I think he's just going to be fit stable. I don't know if that's, if that's a, we will use that as euphemism. If it gets us another division title, if I could order another sweater exactly. in, uh, in, February, in January, then, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. Exactly. 
And I want to, I want to at least order mine by Christmas this time. I want to get it sold out earlier. Yeah, we, <laughs> like we should have this past season. Yeah, had to put that credit card on ice Man. for a week. <laughs> that that was a uh, that was not a that's a, that was not a good feeling. <laughs> but um, and also definitely huge shout out to DS folks. They also another, asked another question. Uh, will Gibson uh, break out this year? Now, Rob, this is. Raw now. This is this is the one where I really want to pick your brain on this because you know, and and rightfully so, you did have your gripes about as far as how he was successful, and you know, like against Dallas, who's one of the worst team, worst teams defensively last year, and just other teams that struggled against you know bad run defenses. So, Rob, I'm, I like this. I love this question. What you what you think? I, I don't know. I don't, I hope he does. I really hope he does, but I don't. I don't see him doing it. I'm. Yeah. I'm still. I'm still not sold on it. On him. Yeah. On Antonio Gibson. He. You know. I've. I've said it. You just referenced it. I've said it time and time again. Antonio Gibson played very well against very, 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 very bad defenses. Yeah. You when when he went up against uh, good run defenses, he he was he wasn't as effective. And it ended up needing to be a running back by committee. Yeah. Again, I I hope he does. I just <laughs> I just don't I don't know. I don't know because I want obviously I want him to. If he can be a, a 16, 17 uh, yard rusher, you know, four or five hundred receiving yards, about ten rushing touchdowns, <laughs> three or four receiving touchdowns, and just being overall effective, game in and get averaging. Anywhere from eighty-five to a hundred yards a game rushing, I'd be okay with that. I would consider that a breakout year, and I'd be perfectly fine with that. Yeah, on that on a consistent basis. But if he's only showing up for, for you know, the games against the Dallas defense and and the Bengals defense stuff like that, then no, he's he's not going to have a breakout year. Yeah, and like I, I think he's like it's like um. Put it this way, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to just say, like, I think he's going to have a, a better sophomore season. And like you said, I do agree with you as far as, like, we look at just the struggles um, that he had against good teams as far as uh, run defenses and then versus, you know, teams that struggle. Um, yeah, because, I mean, you look at, like, Dallas. We talked about Dallas was one of the worst defenses, damn near almost NFL history. Yeah. And he was able to kind of wreck shop on them both times. Um, so a part of me think he 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 will get um he now I wanna say well I necessarily say the word breakout. I can see him having matching last year's uh, stats. Um uh, I do like this offensive line. I think they can do a, a a decent job with him as far as blocking and what have you. So um I'm 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 intrigued. I'm gonna put it this way because you look at what he did last year. Um, let's see, Antonio Gibson had 170 carries, 795 yards, and 11 touchdowns. Um, I'm gonna put it this way. I think he might. He probably will be on the cusp of a thousand yards, and that's even add an additional gain. Right. I don't. I think he's gonna be like maybe in an 850, 950 ball ballpark range. So I don't think he's going to hit a thousand per se, but I think he'll have a better season. Like he's going to be one of those guys. I think you, you're going to be hot and cold with him. So well, yeah, he, he'll have I a think, better season. I'm not yeah, saying yeah, he's going to drop yeah, off, yeah. but, but as but, far as to me, like what a breakout year is, right. Thousand him yards. being, no, no, no. I'm talking like 1500 yeah. yards. That no. to me right. is a breakout year. If yeah. he rushes for that, he should rush for a thousand yards. Cause he was, he was only 205 yards off this season. He gets an extra game with the, from what we saw last night, a much improved offensive line yeah. with a new quarterback. So they're going to rely heavy on that run game again. So he should get a thousand yards, if not be within that 50 to 100 yards of, of getting there. Yeah. No, to me, a breakout season is 12 to 1500 yard rushing season, which I don't think he'll have. Right. And that's what I think. And that's why I'm putting this way. Like I said, I, I think he's going to have an improved season. Like you said, breakout, like I said, I think a breakout, you know, 1,500 plus or more. Um, 
touchdown-wise, I think he could potentially be there as far as I can see him being, you know, a very, you know, a good um, red zone threat coupled with um, Logan Thomas. So I could definitely see him getting a lot of getting touchdowns because he had, what, 11 last year. Had 11 um, I could see him potentially having 15 to maybe 20 touchdowns a season, potentially. Now, if he hits 20 touchdowns, that that could be a breakout stat-wise on that end. You're right. You're right. If, but, if he yeah. if if he's getting a, if he's totaling twenty touchdowns next season, because I think oh, I want to say Todd Gurley had numbers like that at one point mm-hmm. where he didn't have a whole bunch of yards. I'm I'm probably wrong on who it was, but I remember somebody not having a whole bunch of yards, but they had a yeah. lot of touchdowns. Like like um, what's his name? Uh, uh Legarrette Blunt. Yeah, remember he yeah. was like that. He wasn't a big run. Yeah. A big yard yard getter, but he he was obviously big enough to to get those two three yard touchdown runs. Yeah, because remember he led the league. Uh, what was it? What was it? it was in Philly, matter of fact. Remember he was in Philly. Yeah, and he led the league. Yeah, he led the league in touchdowns. I think it was like maybe like 2016, 2017. Like was the year they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. He was. Yep, he yep he led the league in in um, touchdown receptions. Um, so the verdict is still out for him. And like you said, it's early in his career. He has a shot. He definitely has a legitimate shot of becoming, um, um, of becoming, he can break out in, 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 in various ways. I put it this way. So yeah, he got a shot, but we're going to find out though. That's the, that's the beautiful thing about all this. Well, you know, the beauty about it all, we're, we're going to see it on the field. True, true. That is the that is the beauty of it. Where we gonna we gonna find out about these guys very very soon. We are you know very close to the regular season, and man, we less than a month away. Yeah, that is crazy. Like I mean, wow. I mean, that that's just another thing where you like we're just inching closer to the regular season, and but um, going back with the with the uh, the Cincinnati one, like I the first thing I thought about was like. Cruz, your house is gonna be divided for a week, so that's gonna be another. That's gonna be fun. Like even though you know we don't get to places that that often, obviously with the AFC situation. But um, so that's another thing. I'm like, you know, your house is divided. You know, it's gonna be a fun week though. Yeah, it'll be a very fun week. And like you said, and like I like you said, I do like Cincinnati. I do. um, They're a team that you look at and you're like, okay, you know what they the pieces they have. Um, you know, obviously with Joe Burrow and also, um, you know, now having Jamar Chase, which that's going to be another intriguing thing where um, down the line from a historical standpoint of how we're going to really compare him and uh, Panay Sewell, you know, even though it's going to be different, you know, but you look at if Joe Burrow, you know, as far as if he not get hurt or as far as get sacked, the first thing we're gonna think about where well, you could have had uh what's his face? You could have had um you could have had Panay Sewell instead of getting Jamar Chase, but then we look yep. at Jamar Chase as a dynamic wide receiver, which I say to myself, you know, you already have um T. Higgins, which I think T. Higgins is another guy I think is gonna break out. I'm curious to see what they do there. Not there, but um just that team going forward. I think they're gonna be kind of a team, I think in AFC North that I'm not gonna say that they they're gonna they're down the stretch. I can see them becoming a spoiler. You know, they might have. I know they're gonna have matchups against Cleveland, um, you know, Baltimore and uh, Pittsburgh. So they might pick up some late season, um, you know, some wins here and there, kind of improve that team. But I definitely like the direction that that team is going. Yeah. Zach Taylor's another guy, uh, offensive savant. You know, it's we we ran through so many offensive savants or uh, boy geniuses, what a, off, offensive, uh, you know, all kind of names, offensive gurus. So he kind of falls in that line too. Yeah. So I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what what that team has. And obviously with us, um, Fitz, like you said, hopefully Fitz being there for the first half and just see what's going on. Like you just want to um, see some points being scored, and you know, you just want to just. Just have everything continue just on a positive note and just 
you know, and get out there healthy and then, you know, pack it in. Everybody put on their bucket hats and shorts and just enjoy Baltimore on was the 28th. And then we'll, and then let's get ready for, for LA. Yeah. LA Chargers. Cause at this point, hey, just, just get just get the hell out healthy. <laughs> at this point, is get out healthy. And yeah. we, we are LaRon Landry away from from from, from the Chargers. Number 30, 30 days away from that. Um from when Justin Herbert and you know come into town, you know, number 80 ranking uh, ranked 80. And Madden, so you know who's <laughs> which. Like, oh let's my get uh, let's get Herbert's sophomore slump off to a good start. Big time, big time. Let's treat them. Yeah, let's 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 show them how we get down here in DC. Let's you know make sure he pack his lunch. Yes, sir. Going three three thousand miles away, but man, can't wait to break that down. We'll be breaking that down very oh, soon yeah. in a few in a few weeks from now. Like we talking about, we. You know, here episode episode eight in, and we've been talking about. Oh man, we can't wait to like break down games, and we're here. Like we're you know we're at a point where we'll be you know from now on until February, <laughs> bro. Right? We'll be, right? we'll be breaking something down in February. We'll break right? We're breaking something down in February. You know, hopefully, you know, it'll be a situation where we'll be breaking down our, um, you know, our, you know. Maybe we'll be in Los Angeles, potentially for a Super Bowl fifty six seven. Yeah, fifty six. Yeah, fifty six. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, like and that's what because they always say there's power in the tongue. So why not, you know, why not let my, you know, <laughs> all right now, watch your mouth, Mo. <laughs> watch your mouth. <laughs> watch your mouth. But yeah, so. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, it's power in the tongue. So you, when you speak stuff, you speak it to existence. That's you right. Know, so we have to. So at this point, we got to keep saying that. And then, of course, um, other thing that we came up tonight: come home and rust. Hashtag come home and rust. We gonna, um, we gonna, we gonna, you know what? I mean, we gonna, we gonna make an impact on that one. I hope we, so. We, I we hope gotta, so. Yes. Yes. We got to bring back the two-time Richmond Town Dispatch Player of the Year and bring him home, and so he can ride off in the sunset. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make that happen, you know. So you know, and shout out to Mo. He created a monster with the NFC uh, preview yesterday. That's what this was birthed. So you know, we birthed it. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. There we go. Yeah. Beginning, yeah. beginning of something great. Come home, Russ. That is our official. We are definitely um, post that out. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I'm thinking I might put that on the. On the it, might, it might mess around. We had a little bit more characters on the bio. It, it might be there. I might try to find some kind of way to kind of finagle all that and kind of, you know, season it up. And, we'll figure you know, something out. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but yeah. So. Let's put a ball in this week's Watch the Football Guys podcast. Rob, social media, upcoming projects, what you got? So y'all already know where you can find me, FNC Pod on Twitter, Football and Chill Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, like the thing in the lower left-hand corner says. Um, I have September 8th, I think is is the day before the season actually starts, before Tampa and, and Dallas plays. Um on Cruise Line, we're going to be doing an NFL preview show. We're going to be previewing the entire season. We're going to be going over our preseason preseason predictions for MVP, Offensive and Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive and Defensive uh, Rookies of the Year. We're going to be doing um, who our MVPs are, winner of each division, and ultimately who is going to be the Super Bowl champ and Super Bowl MVP. So, so definitely, and I'm. I'm Hopefully, I'm going to get as many guys from the network as possible. Maybe some people from outside the network. We're going to see, but it's definitely going to be a, uh, a dope show. So definitely stay tuned for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man, it's the, towards the night before the regular season. So that would be definitely a great show, Cruz. Um, yeah, man, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Under Couch Coach Live. We've got some stuff going on. Um, obviously, um, got the college football preview tomorrow. We're doing a Big Ten. We've got Zach from the Blue Bloods podcast, which 
I don't know if I'm able to, to kind of, you know, spill the beans on it, but we'll we'll talk about that a little later. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's official, official. But we'll talk about that as well. Then also, um, we got some great shows lined up next week. We got some um, got some stuff in, in the works next week. And then we're going to be next week. So next week, we, dis- we discovered that the Watch the Football Guys podcast, we air at 8 o'clock. We're going to be at a special time next Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. We'll get yep. you primed and ready for the dress rehearsal that is against the Cincinnati Bengals. And um, – and hopefully, you know, crews will be in one piece because we talked about that the house house <laughs> will be divided all week. So, you know, well, you know, so <laughs> you know. Uh, I'm more worried. I'm I'm more uh worried <laughs> for my wife. It's three against one in this house. So. <laughs> yeah, so hey, you know. But speaking of college, I you yeah. talking about you got your show tomorrow yeah. uh, with the blue buzz. So Big Ten, Pac-12, and the ACC are in discussions about forming an alliance, Oof. and and things out more than just uh, the schedule because they're looking at they're looking at what the SEC was doing going after Texas and Oklahoma, so there may be a possible you know Avengers forming in college football. Yeah, so superpowers indeed. Yeah, yes indeed. So once again, so we do the show next. Friday at 7 p.m., which we'll we'll post that on the um on our social media, watch the football guys podcast there. We'll advertise it there. Um definitely huge shout out to um everybody who watched the show tonight, contribute. Also, definitely huge shout out to our guy DL Smokes for um the, the, the questions. You know, hit us hard with those questions, Rob. We we were like, all right, you know, we got we, we had it, we had it, you know. And to really think about, like, as far as our, our stance on Antonio Gibson. So, yeah, yeah. Man, we, it's, yeah, it's one of the things where it's like, you know, we, we got to get a tough love. You know, that's the thing with us. We're not going to be like, oh, my God, he's going to be 2,000 yards. He's going to be like King Henry. Yeah. We don't do that here. We, we, we objective, we fans, but we logical. Yeah. But, yeah, so definitely huge shout out to DL Smokes. And then also shout out to Mo, our guy. Uh, yeah, you know, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, you know, you know, hell, little, some, some few little sneak dishes, but you know, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, y'all, y'all looked at it, the whole Guardians thing, but it's all right. We'll, we'll sell it on the field, like we, we tell more all the time. December twelfth, December twenty sixth. Pack your lunch. They're gonna see you. And that time is gonna be winter. Pack your lunch. Pack some coffee. Pack hot chocolate. Cause it's gonna be it's it's, it's on, so yep. you know, so every, you know every you know like we you know shout out to everybody our colleagues out the ball, you know especially NFC East guys they like to talk shout out the bars, but September twenty sixth I want you to bring the energy I want you to bring your dinner for that Thursday night game and I I, I just I just I just want you, I just want y'all to pack y'all lunch and just know y'all in for the fight of y'all life with this Washington football team. Man, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait. Well, we are here. Once again, another great show, Cruise. Eight eight episodes in the books. The Rex yep. Grossman episode. Then we kept, we about to have the GOAT episode. Sonny Jurgensen right. next week. Right. Next week. So we're here, man. Once again, thanks for everybody for um, watching us tonight, interacting with us tonight. Man, we will catch you guys next week. This has been this week's Washington Football Guys podcast.